0: This is a special edition of Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. I just talked to you guys a few hours ago, but that was before Suni Lee of St. Paul won the gold medal in the Women's Gymnastics Olympics all around in Tokyo. We don't do a lot of these special delivery podcasts, but this certainly qualifies as a reason to do one. Hope you listen to the regular show today as well. Lots of content for you today. I'll talk to Jim Suhan here in just a little bit. Jim Suhan is in Tokyo covering the Olympic Games along with Rachel Blount from the Star Tribune. I'll speak with Zoe Jackson, Star Tribune reporter, who has added a watch party for SUNY Lee. Whole family, like 300 people there out in Oakdale watching Suni Lee claim the gold medal. Thursday, very early, she had to get up, and all of those folks had to get up to watch a historic moment when she was able to claim the gold medal. And I'll talk to Nyla Jean Myers, uh, our Olympics editor for the Star Tribune. Some great perspective from her on just how Suni Lee was able to do it kind of from a technical standpoint. Let's hop right in. I've got Jim Suhan here right now.
1: Happy to be joined right now on this special edition of Daily Delivery by Jim Suhan. He is in Tokyo, where not too long ago Suni Lee won the gold in the women's gymnastics all-around. Jim, uh, an Olympics filled with um, unbelievable storylines already, Um, and this one, from Minnesota standpoint at least, uh, doesn't get much bigger than this.
2: No, I'm I'm just finishing up my column. This is uh, this is stunning. Uh, This is stunning for all the obvious reasons. Uh, You know, this is an 18-year-old woman uh, who wasn't the best gymnast on her own team a few days ago. And now she's, you know, at least has the title of the best gymnast in the world. She did it after Simone Biles withdrew. I mean, I just expected her to be in shock. I mean, I know she's good enough to meddle. Uh, but for her to win gold under these circumstances, uh, right after her high school graduation, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how these people do it. I really don't. I don't know how uh, they. I, I just don't know. I, I don't get. It. I don't get how an eighteen-year-old can perform like that under these circumstances. Uh, and so, the the you know, listen. If she had won, if she had been expected to win, and she had won a gold medal that would be one of the great stories in Minnesota sports history for her to do it under these circumstances. I just don't know. I don't know really what the parallel is.
1: I don't either. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's it's everything that you could want for in an Olympic story. And you've been kind of covering this, you know, from, from the jump and wrote a really good column the other day about Simone Biles. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that and just kind of, you know, the mood shift over the last three days and then the, you know, the, the spotlight that did put on Suni Lee to a certain degree.
2: It's, well, starting with Biles, listen, I, I just think we, as a sports society, we're being forced to grow up. We all love the mythology of the injured athlete, you know, performing at a championship level. Uh we all loved it when somebody gets sick or hurt and still perform. We love Willis Reed. Even though Willis Reed scored like two points in that game and did right. nothing after the first two minutes, we just love the story. We love mythology. We love cartoon characters. Uh we're we're being forced to accept that these are human beings that uh and maybe it's exacerbated by social media and all the, the morons in our society, but uh but these people are constantly under fire. Sometimes they're under fire from from sports columnists, and I have to kind of examine my own role and all that. Uh, But, you know, these people are – sometimes they're hurting. And it really reminds me of, you know, I probably know the Twins better than I know any team in town. I've had players tell me sometimes on the record, hey, you know, the best – thing I loved being part of a team. I hated being – felt like I had to perform every single day in public. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really take, it, it takes a toll, and we need to accept that. Simone Biles, I, I and that's the thing. I think we have to redefine athletic bravery, redefine bravery. What Simone Biles did was say, I'm not going to go out there and literally break my neck because yes. people want to be entertained, you know, and and I think that's very brave of her and listen, she's a young black woman in modern day America. She knows what kind of reaction that was going to elicit. She knew who she was going to bring out of the woodwork. I think it was incredibly brave of her just to to stand up for herself. And I think Sumi Lee uh, offered us a, a different version of bravery. Um, you know, I I wrote about this in my column. It'll be out in Farrell's favors probably online by the time people hear this. I watched her before the uh, balance beam. And there was a long. She had a long, long, long wait. I think she was the last to go, or the next last to go. And there were commercial breaks, and there were other people doing things. And she was like doing all these nervous things. I mean, she was like holding her stomach and bending. And I'm thinking, God, she's not going to be able to function. And then actually, when she started the balance beam, that was probably her weakest moment of this uh, night. She was just a little wobbly early, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she gathered herself and she stuck the landing. She killed the floor exercise and her coach just told Rachel and me that that was the first time she had ever performed that version of the floor exercise wow. they, decided at the last se- they decided at the last second let's not do the fourth pass uh, you know her legs are beat up she's kind of been dealing some injuries mm-hmm. she probably can win it without going up to- I mean you know again 18 year old on that stage just oh hey go try this new floor routine and try to win the goal it, it, it's, it's just amazing stuff
1: well, and this is an athlete too, if I'm not mistaken, that dealt with so many injuries over the last yep. year, right? I mean, this was, you know, there was the mental and physical grind of having to wait a whole year to do these Olympics, and it, it took a toll on her, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Rachel and I have talked about that.
2: Yeah, and she admitted that in the post game, in the post game, the, the post the meet press <laughs> conference, said right. that uh, she had uh, considered quitting. That uh, COVID took a toll on her. 2019, her father was paralyzed. Uh, she did deal with a lot of leg injuries, and as her coach was saying, you know, in, in, gym, in gymnastics, there's no way to really compensate. I mean, you got to land on both feet. You know, you can't you can't can't take it easy on one leg when you're doing a vault. You know, uh, bad so bad the fact bad, that yeah. she was, yeah, so she so like one, you know, her ankle would hurt, and then her opposite hamstring would hurt because the ankle hurt, and she was, you know, just, you know, it. it I, I just that's another thing about gymnastics. You know, my wife's daughter was a gymnast and it's just lives in pain. I mean, these, yeah. the body is not supposed to do what they do. Uh, I, the best description I've heard in the last 24 hours is gymnastics is diving without the water. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's just nowhere to go. You're going to land hard every single time you have to practice landing hard. They just get beat up. And you know, his, her coach was saying tonight, "Hey, she's she is beat up. She's beat up right now. She's still one of the goals."
1: Yeah, it's 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 a remarkable, remarkable story. Um, how is that? I mean, you're in you're on the scene right now, but it's got to be a little bit strange. I mean, these aren't full stands. That it's. It, but I did understand that Simone Biles was there cheering very loudly and just kind of being supportive. Now, what was the you know atmosphere wise? What, what's it been like there?
2: I mean, it's you know it's weird because I think I'm so used to empty stands now that when I hear a little cheering section of coaches and teammates, it actually sounds almost loud to me, you know, because I'm so used to truly empty stadiums now. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't rocking, but there was enough noise there that, that the atmosphere was pretty cool. Well, that's cool.
1: And so now she's got a couple more events, to, to go i mean oh, how do you how do you i don't know how you top that but you don't really need to at this point that's the you know the story in and of itself right now is, is remarkable
2: yeah i mean i don't i don't know how she gather. i mean i, I guess i didn't ex- i didn't expect her to do this so maybe she does gather herself and win another medal or something but i mean you know she never does anything the rest of her life in gymnastics she's already done it uh you know it'd be it'd be yeah, it would be, of course, we're all greedy in sports. It would be great to see her do even more. I don't know, maybe Chris McCallum pulls one out. I mean, you know, she's a very composed young lady herself. Uh, but to me, we've, we've already made the Olympics. I mean, this is it. I mean, there are a lot of other cool, cool things that could happen, but if nothing else cool happens, we're good.
1: Is this, I mean, I think you were trying to contextualize this at the beginning of the segment, but, I mean, if we think back on Minnesota Olympic moments, and certainly we've had, plenty of amazing ones you had the, the curling in the last winter olympics you had Jesse Diggins in that amazing you know ski uh, nordic ski race um but i mean in terms of like someone from minnesota you know having having such a large share of the spotlight i mean do we i don't want to like get you know maybe we're, this is a recency bias i mean are we going all the way back to like miracle on ice stuff with all those with all those you know minnesota players on that team or am i am i overstepping there are there moments that you know, it, again, comparisons are, are are one thing, but just just try to get a, a sense of the magnitude of this moment, especially for Minnesota.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the magnitude is off the charts. And I guess the way – listen, you know, Miracle on Ice, that's one of the great – let's say it's one of the great moments in Minnesota sports history, even though it wasn't technically a Minnesota team. There were just so many Minnesota connections, a Minnesota coach, all those other things. You can claim that. I guess I what I'm doing, though, in my column is trying. I'm trying to find ways to – I I think it's different when it's an individual sport. Yeah. Nobody can yeah. help you. Nobody can help you. You know? Uh yep. so I, I just think it's different. And that puts this on a different level for me. Um, Lindsey Vonn Vaughn being a you know, going from Buck Hill to winning golds yep. as the number one skier in the world. But but you know what though? <sighs> I may, I don't know, may, and this probably has more to do with my biases than any kind of reality. But, you know, Lindsay didn't live in Minnesota that long, and she became an international superstar, and then she won the gold, and she was already on cover. She was expected to win the gold, and as cool as it is and as much as you definitely can claim her from being from Apple Valley and growing up on the slopes of Buck Hill – Suni Lee lives in St. Paul. She trained at a Minnesota gym with a Minnesota coach who she met when she was six. Uh, she's from an immigrant family that, you know, that wants to, they want to make America as good as it can be. You know, they want to be a part of the fabric of our society. This is different. This is different and better, I think.
1: And let's face it, like women's gymnastics, I don't know if there's a more marquee Olympic sport right now.
2: So to, to right. have
1: someone from, someone from Minnesota with that story win a gold medal in the marquee individual event, uh, remarkable stuff. Uh, I, I, again, we're probably going to be processing this for days, but for now, uh, Jim Suhan, any final thoughts before I let you go? I'm sure it's been a busy whirlwind last seven
2: days, whatever it's been so far. I don't you know. I, I'm just – when you cover sports for a living – you know, it's like any other job. There are a lot of boring Tuesdays, you know? I mean, there's a lot, I mean, yeah. every day isn't going to be Christmas. You know, I remember, you know, the sports illustrator writer, Rick Riley, I was yeah. hanging out with him in the Super Bowl, like back in the nineties. And he said, you know, everywhere we go, they think it's new years and we think it's Wednesday morning. You know, it's just, it's just it's, the sports writer life. You're always around people who are just desperate for something interesting or good to happen. And, because of that, we are a little jaded, and we're just kind of used to this stuff, right? Yeah. And then something like this happens, and you actually look down, and you're actually like your hands are shaking. I mean, this is yeah. This is what you do this for. This is the you know these are the great stories we wait for. Well, I'm looking forward to reading how
1: you tell that story. Read Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Always for Jim Suhan and Rachel Blount's coverage from the Tokyo Olympics. You guys are doing a great job, Jim. Thanks for hopping on today, and we'll catch you soon.
2: All right. Great, thank you, Michael.
0: You know, great perspectives from Jim. He's been doing a tremendous job throughout this whole Olympics. Like I told him, I loved his Simone Biles column the other day. And I really loved the the idea of, you know, these moments that we get caught up in as sports writers, how there are a lot of mundane games. If you cover a beat, you know, 90% of the games are going to feel kind of similar um you know unless you cover the twins uh, and then they lose in spectacular fashion a lot but if you're if you're doing just kind of if you're covering sports as a you know as a as a as a livelihood you know there's there's exciting moments but you know the the ebbs and flows generally aren't as high a- as they are for those people who are just invested in the game those individual moments then if something like this happens and it totally changes your perspective reminds you just exactly why you do this that you that is a gift to be able to watch these moments to witness them and to try to describe them so i really like that aspect of what jim suhan had to say happy to be joined on this special edition of daily delivery by zoe jackson um reporter with the star tribune happened to be in oakdale for a watch party as suny lee took the gold on uh what turned out to be early thursday morning for us um, Zoe, welcome to Daily Delivery, first-time guest. How are you today?
3: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Tell, tell me a little bit about this watch party, because it sounds like it got to be a pretty big deal, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, what started in a small space turned into having to get a whole event center uh, to hold all of Suni Lee's friends and family who were excited to be uh, together to celebrate her, since, of course, her parents couldn't make it out to Tokyo due to the pandemic. Uh, so lots of hugs and tears and supporting her parents and siblings, especially.
0: Yeah. What was the you said like 300 people were there? Maybe what was the you know, what was the the scene like? Was it tense as she was competing? Was it just, you know, there were, there were a lot of good moments for her. So hopefully it wasn't too too tense on their end.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, it was kind of set up like an auditorium with a bunch of folks and chairs and uh When she was performing, uh, it was pretty silent. I mean, during her uh, uneven bars, which is like her specialty, I mean, people weren't, you know, as nervous there, but during the later events, for sure, like you could feel the anxiety in the air a little bit. And her mom definitely talked to us about how the beam itself is like super scary for her as a mom and a lot of gym moms typically close their eyes But she was like no I kept mine open the whole time and you know her uh, family members were holding her hands and that kind of thing Um, but yeah in in between events it was super celebratory and kind of interesting to watch because NBC was streaming it live so people were kind of like you know doing all these shenanigans and stuff because it ended up being streamed you know internationally uh, during the game
0: that's pretty cool and what a moment for uh for her and you happen to be talking to her older sister cheyenne i think you know right right at a pretty pivotal moment we're going to play the clip right now of of you talking to cheyenne and i want to i want to ask you about that in just a minute here
1: how are you feeling right now i you're crying i'm
3: like i just have no words i'm so proud of her i'm so excited oh my god i just have no words yeah i'm, I'm very emotional I'm, I'm just so proud of her. I just know how hard she works. I wish you were with her? Right I now. wish I can give you her a big hug right now. I've been texting her all day today. I'm just so
0: proud. she's calling me right now! <laughs> okay, so describe that moment again. You're, you're talking to her and then basically. Suni Lee calls her, FaceTimes her from Tokyo, right?
3: Yeah, I, I was interviewing her like right after we kind of all realized that she would take gold and she was talking about how she wished she was with Suni and how she wished she could give her a hug and tell her how proud of all her hard work uh, that Shy man was. And then she got a call from SUNY and she started screaming like she's calling me, she's calling me. And then she answered the FaceTime call and like spun around and showed the whole um, auditorium to her sister and everyone was screaming and cheering. And yeah, it was really cool. And then, you know, she hung up and then we saw her on stage at the podium, basically. That's so it was unbelievable.
0: A what, a, what a moment for, you know, Minnesota, for SUNY Lee, for, you know, for the United States that, that she was still able to, to capture the gold after, you know, everything that's been happening in the last few days with Simone Biles withdrawing and things of that nature, um, but also a huge moment in the, in the Hmong community. I know you talked to some some folks over at the watch party about kind of the, the broader context there. Can you can you speak to that aspect of this story?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, even before the gold medal, Suni had become the, you know, first Hmong American uh, Olympian and now the first Hmong American gold medalist Uh, and a lot of folks there were talking about how SUNY is an example for the Hmong community like if she can do it then I can do it and it doesn't have to be also doing the Olympics but just that you can do it and a lot of people are also excited to share like the story of the Hmong people because a lot of people outside of Minnesota maybe don't know as much and especially like um, during the NBC stream they kind of talked about that and people got really excited and we're yeah it was, it was really cool and a lot of folks were just talking about how she's you know such a hopeful light for the community especially the community in St. Paul where she's from
0: yeah and then and last thing for you Zoe thanks so much for hopping on on, on short notice I'm sure it's been a long Morning and day already, those <laughs> things start early. Um, it, just the, the time difference with Tokyo, some of these things are on either really late or really early. Um, does the family have any kind of what comes next? Uh, I'm sure they can't wait to see Suni again at some point, but are there you know what's uh what's 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 next for uh, for the Lee family?
3: ah uh, well, they said they were still kind of brainstorming storming how they're going to celebrate when she gets home, but you know, Suni has two more events and. Uh, her mom, especially, was talking about how empty it's felt without her being at home with them. So I know they're really excited to welcome her back, uh, probably with a lot of fanfare in another week or so.
0: Yeah, when you know, whenever she comes back to St. Paul, it's going to be like, I maybe mean, there's going to be a parade. It feels like we don't uh, we don't have these moments all that often, especially in the summer games. And you know, for for a Minnesotan to win basically the signature event of you know of a of a summer games, and you know, have someone like. Reagan Smith doing so well too, with two medals already in the, in the swimming. It's a, right. it is a sight to behold. Well, Zoe Jackson, thanks so much for joining me here on daily delivery. And, uh, maybe we'll chat again down the road. Okay.
3: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Good stuff from Zoe. Hadn't talked to her before for this podcast, but she did a great job kind of capturing the scene in St. Paul. Loved uh, a scene in Oakdale, as it were, actually, and loved that uh, that, that she was able to get that audio of uh, of that moment between Suni Lee and her sister, Cheyenne. Happy to be joined now by Nyla Jean Myers. Editor at the star Tribune is, is spearheading our Olympics coverage. You've probably heard her on daily delivery as the voice of the star Tribune promo sometimes, but she is, uh, does about 18 other things at the star Tribune that are far more important than that. One of them, of course, being our Olympics coverage and no bigger story than, uh, than the one that emerged Thursday Nyla with, uh, Lee winning the gold medal. First off, how are you doing? How's the, how's the coverage coming together?
4: I'm not sleeping a lot, Mike. But that's to be expected. It's an Olympics. There's not a lot of sleep involved, especially when the Olympics are in Asia. And the time changes is, as is, is big as this one is. But it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. We, it's been almost a week, which I can't believe. It's flown, flown by very quickly.
0: It has. And, you know, it, it, the days get longer when we have big stories. We've already had, you know, Reagan Smith winning a couple medals. The Simone Biles story was, of course, a huge international story connected to the SUNY Lee gold medal in a way because it opened the door at least for St. Paul's SUNY Lee to win the gold but she still had plenty she had to do It wasn't just like this was handed to her what I'd love to hear from you Nyla as someone who's you know done plenty of Olympics coverage in the past is is you know, has a vested kind of uh, skill set and knowledge in all this how did she do it what was what was the kind of the secret recipe for SUNY Lee to claim the gold on Thursday
4: Suni has been very consistent this whole Olympics. In fact, she's been consistent since the trials this whole year. And it's been one of the marks of her performance is just the consistency of it. She does not make a lot of mistakes. And, you know, even in in um, events where her difficulty score is lower than other gymnasts, like the floor or the vault, she's performing cleanly. So she's not getting a lot of deductions. And that consistency over time is how you get an all around gold medal. And, you know, when Simone went out and Simone uh, Biles, her level of difficulty, her scores are so high that she's kind of untouchable. And even if she makes mistakes, she can still win because her her, her difficulty is so high. And you take that out of the equation, then it really becomes even more important to be clean and, and to not make mistakes. And Suni did that and you, Just the moment that I think everyone remembers and will remember for a long time is how she stayed on the beam when she was leaning backwards and she sort of grabbed the beam with her toes and stayed on. And that was not all the difference, but it was a huge difference. And she did her high difficulty, uneven bars routine. She did it great. She got a huge score, which lifted her back up after vault, which is just, it's not her best event. She was in fourth after the vault. But she put in a huge score in the next event, her uneven bars, and then she stayed on the beam. And a lot of gymnasts today did not stay on the beam. And she got a great score in the beam, and that put her in her first place. And according to Rachel, who's been you know telling me some stuff that she's got um, from her reporting, that SUNY changed her floor exercise routine today um, in order to kind of reduce the risk and make sure she was clean and consistent and got a really solid score. And she did it great. She did it clean. She only did three tumbling passes instead of four and she got a score that Rebecca Andrade of Brazil had to beat. Now, Rebecca Andrade, if she performs clean could have beaten that score because she has a high degree of difficulty, but she didn't perform clean. She went out of bounds on two tumbling passes and that, that kind of sealed it for SUNY, but it was because of consistency across four events really clean uh, performances and, and really limiting her mistakes that Suni did it. And she seemed so calm too. And she seemed really loose. And even though after where she talked about the pressure she was feeling after Simone Biles had withdrawn and, and all eyes were kind of on Suni while watching it, she seemed really calm and relaxed and, and she, she really held on and she really showed what, what it means to be, solid and consistent. And it was really impressive.
0: Yeah. Jim Suhan in a, I talked to him earlier for the show. He said the same thing that, that she had kind of reduced that risk in that last, uh, you know, that last floor exercise routine. And he said, you know, what we saw on TV was probably after she'd shaken out all the nerves because, you know, kind of as she was waiting to do the beam, he said she was going through all sorts of nervous looking mechanisms. Maybe it's a routine, maybe it's just kind of what she does, but by the time she got up on the beam and then was able to like you said gather herself there she looked very focused and very comfortable from that point forward and again you kind of have to lock in and just do that strategy wise gymnastics is interesting because you're talking about kind of adding and subtracting difficulty it does kind of become a a game of you know trying to figure out what your opponent might do how much you know how many points you want to leave out there and kind of kind of putting the pressure on at least with that floor exercise reducing her risk and making sure she puts up a solid score and kind of putting the pressure on her opponent.
4: Yeah. uh, You know, when I was watching, uh, when I was watching it before I knew this, this reporting, uh, I I noticed she only did three tumbling passes. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. And I thought to myself, I guess they're trying to reduce risk there. And, uh, and I was, I think it made me just at home watching a little nervous. That probably made Sydney nervous too, waiting for her score knowing the kind of score that Rebecca Andre can, can put up. But I mean, the strategy worked out and uh, we can talk about her, SUNY being the, I believe it's the fifth American woman in a row to win this gold medal. Uh, this is kind of a medal that American gymnastics has, has kind of had a lock on. And it's very, very cool that uh, our own gymnast has it, um, an Asian gymnast too. Um, and great for her community here for Minnesota, for gymnastics. And it was a really, it was a really cool thing to watch.
0: Especially, you know, we've, we've spent so much time in the last few days talking about Simone Biles and she was, you know, obviously she had pulled out of the, the team competition. She pulled out of the individual all around. Sounds like she was there in full throat, you know, cheering uh, cheering on her teammates, cheering on other gymnasts, even from other countries, just to you know compete your best, do your best here, which I thought was pretty cool. But, you know, soon, I'm just I'm still trying to wrap my head around the the perspective on this story. And Jim and I talked about this a little bit, too, just like, you know, it, it's hard to define in the moment, like where something ranks in a state's sports history. But my goodness, uh, an 18 year old from St. Paul who trains here, lives here, just got done with high school, winning a gold medal at the Olympics in the all around. That's got to be pretty high up there in our sports moments in history. Does it not?
4: Yes. I mean, that's Wheaties box stuff. Yeah, it is. You know, it is it's Wheaties box. It's commercials on TV over and over. And soon has been plenty of commercials during these Olympics, which is cool, but this is Wheaties box stuff. This is, you know, for eight years from now, her being in commercials, this is, cementing in her place and in these sort of, these sort of wild circumstances, you know, we're going to be talking about this gymnastics competition for, for years and years and years. And um, I think, you know, being the number two gymnast in the U S is behind Simone Biles can be a place that you can get comfortable. Maybe that may, that it's, that it, there's less pressure on you because yeah. you're, you're, you, you've got this, big shining star in front of you and to suddenly have it go and, and have that be gone and handle that pressure and take, seize the moment for herself was really wonderful. And I think it will be for Minnesota sports fans, something they'll they'll remember where they were and what they were doing.
0: No doubt. Well, Nyla, you're doing a great job coordinating all this coverage. Uh, it's, it's been a lot already and it's a, uh, Maybe it slows down a tiny bit now that some of the really, really marquee events are out of the way, but you know what? You could win every, another
4: gold medal, Mike.
0: I know she could. I mean, nothing's going <laughs> to top all around, but yes, <laughs> right. at, at a certain point, once we say that, then something else, uh, something else completely amazing That's will true. happen because you never know at the Olympics. And that is a uh, part of the beauty of them. Well, Nyla, thanks for hopping on daily delivery, the special edition today. And, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. And like Nyla said, this is one of the all-time great moments in Minnesota sports history. We can kind of sort that all out. It's still all very fresh, just a few hours old at this moment. Um, But kind of going forward, we're going to talk about this for years, for decades. This is a moment. This is a moment where where you will remember... Exactly what happened. This is a a very talked-about event. This is a very talked-about moment uh, because of everything that happened leading up to it. And Suni Lee rising to the occasion in spectacular fashion, capturing the gold medal in the women's all-around at the Tokyo Olympics Gymnastics. Unbelievable story. Thank you so much for uh, for being with me for a special edition of Daily Delivery. We'll do this again on Friday. And who knows, maybe there'll be another special edition because you never know in Minnesota sports we